Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I'm always excited to come and, and chat with everyone on Mondays when we get to talk about all things finance. And by that, it's not just about the um, higher complicated algorithms and formulas that you see on TV and, and on networks that explore the markets all day. It's about uh, everyday finances. Yeah, sure, we do talk about investments, but we don't talk about them in the complicated way that, that really doesn't serve you and that you really don't need to know. Uh, quite honestly, everyone has the ability to understand their stuff. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly. I have my whole life before I even got into the finance business. Um, I have my own financial practice where we do bookkeeping and uh, business uh, strategy planning and uh, insurance and investments. Uh, so we look after a lot of the financial side of things. Um, and I find that uh, people that don't understand their stuff are trying to understand stuff that really doesn't relate to them. And that's that's the fault of the industry, quite honestly, because financial uh, services sounds complicated and they make it complicated. And, and a lot of it isn't really stuff that you need to understand. So financially speaking, came about uh, from the same way that my book came about, quite honestly, All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Understanding Your Finances. It is a plain language ability to understand your finances because I think everyone can, but specifically uh, older people and women are the ones that I find don't understand it or are not spoken to in a way that would help them understand it. And that's what we do here. So a lot of the shows, um, and I would say almost all of the shows, came from, including tonight actually was a suggestion. Uh, I get suggestions from people all the time and they say, what about this? What about this? You should do a show on that. So I do, because I think if somebody has a question on a particular topic, there's probably at least another person out there, probably 10 or 20 more that has the same question on it. So I like to, to go with the topics that people are specifically asking for. And tonight is no different, which we will talk about in a minute. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, if you don't know already, that we at the Inspired Choices Network have a new app, and I would encourage all of you to download it. You can download it in the Apple or Android app, uh, so no excuses. It's there. If you, if you want to download it, you can do it, uh, and you can listen live and or you can listen on demand from the app. The uh, very cool thing about the app is you can also join in the chat room, ask questions, uh, make comments, uh, whatever the case may be, make suggestions for the show topic, which I will probably take and do. Uh, but make sure that you download the app because it's very cool. Um, it's very, very easy to uh, operate and maneuver. And there is a lot of really good information and the, the network is expanding and all the time we're growing and adding new hosts. And the reason for that is because we find that there is always an area that needs a little bit more attention and people need a little bit more support on. And, and with that, there's somebody out there that has some expertise and the person might be you. So if you're out there and you have some expertise on a topic that you think needs to be shared, then I would encourage you to get a hold of our uh, network 
owner and host, Christine MacGyver. She is also the host of the Inspired Choices Network show. So you can join her um, and in the chat room and you can send her a question and ask her about becoming a host or getting information on it. Uh, that would be no problem at all. She's very, very easy to work with. She's very quick to get back to you and to help you with uh, your show, your the way you do it. She provides all the training. So if you're like, oh, I'd really like to do it, but I can't because of, uh, I'm, I don't know how to do it. I wouldn't know what to say. I don't know how to work technology. You don't have to. That's Christine's area. And she helps you with all that. So if there's something that you see that we're missing, then please reach out. I encourage you. I, I, I really encourage you because I believe that especially now we all working together, sharing our skills and our knowledge will help us all do better and learn more because, you know, there's so much information out there that, that just either isn't right or it's just inaccurate enough to cause damage to somebody. And for that reason, uh, I think it's important that we really work together. And, and, and I always say, frankly, if, if you're, if you get yourself in a position where you're happy and you're financially secure and then you can help somebody else, uh, either through pointing them in the right direction or, you know, advice or whatever the case is, and everybody becomes happy and financially secure, there's a beautiful spinoff with that. Instead of seeing all the negative spinoff that you hear with the economy and, and this happened, and so this will cause this to happen, and, the, you know, this will go down and costs will go up. And we hear that all the time. But uh, it would be really nice to say, you know what, we actually have a really nice spinoff. If I look after me and I do well and I put myself in the position where I'm happy financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever the case, and you look after you and we all just have to look after that one person, which is us, what a great effect I think it would have on the economy, the, the world, um, your health. Uh, and, and that's the spinoff that I like. If you're happy and you're doing well, that your health is better, which means less stress on the healthcare system, which means less costs, maybe, maybe one day, fingers crossed, lower taxes, <laughs> uh, because I know taxes is a huge issue. And man, we sure see a lot of it here in Canada. And I know the United States does too. And I know a lot of countries there, there's a uh, no shortage of everybody talking about taxes right now. So uh, that is my my uh, my request of you is to check out the network, plug yourself in, get the help that you want from some other really great hosts who specialize in some spectacular topics and, and areas of expertise. Uh, plug yourself in. And if we're missing something, reach out to Christine and talk to her. So that is us at the network. And uh, that's my role here at the network is just financial. And I do believe that almost everything I say almost, but the reality is I believe everything comes back to finances. And I don't mean that in the sense that it has to be, you have to have so many dollars that you can't count them and you have to have six houses and a boat and uh, uh, three cars or 12 cars or, you know, every toy. And, and that's not what I think at all. I, I just think that everything comes back to finances. If you're not, if you're not healthy and you don't have health care, and you don't have a health program like in the States and uh, or other countries. Uh, I know Canada, they, we have this misconception that healthcare is free. That is not true. We, we pay for it. Yes, we pay for it in our taxes. Um, but we also have other parts of our healthcare system that we pay for. And we have benefits here that people buy into. And we have group programs that people get at work that, that really people quite like because not everything is free. And uh, with that, I think that if you 
The most important thing is to be healthy because that can deplete your finances very, very quickly. Um, and there's the only thing worse than being sick is being sick and broke. And uh, I heard that from Jim Cramer many, many years ago. And I thought, you know what? He's absolutely right. You can talk all you want about money, but if you don't have your health and that has to deplete all your finances, then that makes things very hard and very stressful. So uh, please look after yourself and make sure that uh, that is going to be in our topic tonight too, actually, because tonight we are talking about managing money together, uh, couples finances. And I haven't done this before. I haven't talked about this before. And I had this recommended because uh, it's a big topic and people don't talk about it. And I agree. So I will tell you in my practice, the very first thing I do with people when they come in as a couple is I ask them one question. Are we doing this together or are we doing this as a yours and a yours? And what that means is there's lots and lots of ways to do your money as a couple. Now, uh, none of them are wrong and none of them are right or more right than the other, if you will. But with when you're talking, to, for example, if you're talking to somebody like me and ad an advisor, financial person, and you come in, it's important for me to know whether we're doing this as a couple or we're doing this as a couple that are individually financing. So that makes a difference, makes a huge difference because uh, the plan that you can put together as one financial plan can be very different than putting together two financial plans with the same people. Because unless you make exactly the same amount of money, uh, which is I've never seen, uh, then it's not the same. It's not the same plan. You're not the same age. You're not the same health. Um, we have different goals. We have different uh, plans. So I want to talk tonight about couples' finances. And uh, I think it's important that we talk about it now because the market is, um, the economy, the, the world is opening up. And there is more businesses that are open. There are more um, schools that are making adjustments, uh, doing their best to be open uh, in person instead of online for September. So we're getting we're getting the world back opened up. And what does that look like? That looks like we're going to be in contact with more people, people who might have uh, not been dating but wanted to and couldn't do it in person. They're going to be dating. There's going to be a lot of people who had weddings postponed because of the COVID-19, uh, 18 months of all the pandemic and changes and postponements and so forth. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of new weddings and a lot of these weddings getting put forward. So one of the things that I would say, if you're one of the people that are getting engaged, has got engaged or getting married or thinking of getting married, um, or, or just looking to date and, and find somebody long-term, start to think about what that would look like with your finances. Uh, what do I mean by that? There's a big difference between having a roommate that we, you know, we had in university or college and you, you have the first shelf on the fridge. I have the second shelf on the fridge. I have the third cupboard. You have the second cupboard and that's where we keep our stuff. And, and that's great. Your roommates, you're just sharing the space. Your new spouse or spouse to be, uh, they're not a roommate. They're not just sharing the space or sharing your life. And part of your life is your finances and you need to figure out what, works best because finances is the biggest cause of arguments with couples and it's in the 
the top three, but it's the top one that people fight about. And why do they fight about it? I believe that people fight about money because they don't talk about it before. And we're, depending on where you come from, now it's very different here in Canada. Like there are, it's a very different culture in Ontario as it is out West in say Alberta on people's feelings around talking about money. And that's important because if you're in a place in your life where you don't talk about money and you may have grown up in a family that people didn't talk about money and it was taboo to ask and you would never ask somebody how much they made and they certainly would never tell you. Um, but it is important to know, not just because you're nosy or you're curious, but if that's the person you're planning on spending your life with, you need to know some things about their finances. And we are going to talk about that tonight. I'm going to talk about that. We're after we have a, we're coming up to our first break. So I'm going to take our first break. And then I want to talk about the reasons why we need to know about people's finances, not not just being nosy. Now, if it's somebody that we're not marrying, yeah, maybe we're being nosy. But if it's somebody we're married to or we are marrying, then we need to know. And we need to know before we get married or if you're already married, then now is the time to talk to them because you need to make sure you're on track with your finances. Finances have a very profound effect on everything that you do. And the stress that can be caused because you don't talk about your money can be um, damaging to your health for starters, but it also can sometimes put you in a very, very bad financial position that you don't know about. And I can tell you there's a lot of horror stories of people I know there was an older couple that she never dealt with the finances, never understood it. He passed away before her and she declared bankrupt and she was almost 80 years old because she had no idea the financial position she was in. So I, I encourage people, let's start the conversation and let's just have a nice light conversation with our partners about where we're at with our finances. And we'll talk about how to do that. We'll talk about why we want to do that. And we'll talk about how much easier and how much less stressful we'll feel once we have done that. So don't go anywhere. We are going to take our first break of the night. We're doing uh, couples finances in a sense. Uh, to me, we do couples finances. It might help us avoid couples therapy. So let's take our first break of the night. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform 
streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we're talking about couples finances and how we as, as, a, as a we can actually support our finances and, and, and make our life successful and happy. If you don't talk about money before you get married or before you got married and you're not talking about it now, then... I suggest that you need to, even if you think that everything is being run really well. And it's great that people I've heard say, oh, well, you know, my, and it's usually this way. My husband looks after everything and and everything's fine. Like we have a great life. Everything can be fine, but you need to know where things are because statistically you will outlive him uh, with all things being equal. Uh, Stats tell us that women outlive men. And at some point in your life, if you're a woman, you will probably be either divorced or widowed or single by choice, if that's if that's the case. And because of that, you need to understand your finances. I mentioned before break about an older couple that uh, she went through a bankruptcy right after her husband's death because she had no idea about what was going on with the finances. She too thought everything was fine. And there are a lot of stories like that. Do not be surprised with finances. F- finances are never supposed to be something where it's a surprise. It is supposed to be something that you uh, strategize, you consider, you talk about. Do you need to understand all the metrics and what kind of stocks buy? Absolutely not. You can get help with that. But you can understand where your bank accounts are. You can understand if there's debt in your family. You can understand what the pre-couples marital status was of debt So if two people are getting married and one person has a student loan, for example, or one of them went through medical school and say she graduated from medical school and she's got all the student debt, then that partner should know about it. Um, If uh, you're getting married and he has a gambling problem or he had a gambling problem and racked up a bunch of debt, you need to know about that. Because when you become married, you become part of the same matrimonial home. And that means that you both can be jointly responsible. Now, you also need to understand, and this is what I said before the break, we're going to talk about why, you need to know whether or not they have uh, in the States a good FICO score. In Canada, it'd be a Beacon score. This is your credit rating. You need to know what kind of credit they have because are you planning on having a house? Are you planning on buying a car? Are you planning on buying a cottage if you already have a house? Like, You need to know what your, your credit scores are, because you need to know what's going on and how that's going to affect you down the road. If you're, if you have a house and that other person is moving in, then you need to understand that that now becomes the matrimonial home and you've just shared it with that person financially 
and physically. So we need to make sure that this person isn't going to go out and rack up a lot of debt or refinance the house or get a second mortgage or do anything like that without you knowing about it, without you working together on it. There are so many things and it's not meant to be scary. I think it's, <laughs> it's actually meant to be a very easy conversation. So this, these are some of the reasons why we need to have this conversation. We also need to have the conversation because we want to know uh, what each other's goals are. So I've had couples uh, over the years that I've sat down with. And the first thing I ask them, like I mentioned, is are we doing this together? Or are we doing this separately as a joint plan, but separate? Um, and also I ask, what are your goals? I had a couple that was retired, already retired, and they couldn't get along about money. And his goals was completely different than hers on the retirement plan. So when we retire, I'm going to travel the world. We're going to do this. We're going to buy a boat. We're going to take up skiing. We're going to do whatever. And the other person is like, no, I thought we were going to stay home, look after grandchildren, maybe get a dog, do reading, take day trips around here. Uh, a huge difference. You have to understand what each other's goals are, not just for today, but for tomorrow, for retirement, for the long term. Because two things, number one, you need to be on the same page and understand that your your goals are in alignment so that when you get to retirement and you're thinking, oh, me and my wife are going to be traveling around the world, uh, you're actually going to be traveling with her. <laughs> and Or you could be thinking, oh, no, my husband wants to get a farm and, and we're going to you know live on a small hobby farm and, and do that. You need to know that too, because if that's not something that you want to do, or that's not something you guys have talked about, how is it going to be financed? Um, are you going to be happy doing this? Because now you're both retired and you want to make sure that you're doing something that you're happy with because you just worked 30 years or 35 years and retired. Uh, now it's your time. Are you doing the stuff that you want to do? And how do you plan for that? So planning for we're going to travel versus planning for we're going to buy a farm or traveling or we're going to stay at home or we're going to sell our house and downsize. I've seen that one a lot. We're going to stay in the house. No, no, we're selling the house and we're going to get a condo. Um, these are things you should know so that you make sure you're living in the same place as your partner. Uh, so these are important conversations to have, but they're not that complicated to have and they don't have to be in a high stress environment. And I think this is why people end up fighting about money because it gets to a point where it's very high stress, where you're stressed out because you either don't have money and he's got all the money or she's got all the money. However, the case is, I've seen it both ways and you don't want it to be like that. And you're doing all these things that you don't want to be doing, but you're afraid to tell him or her. Well, then what happens is you have a big explosive fight and that's when it becomes very high pressure, high stress and high emotional feelings. Have a conversation before. Um, now I'm not suggesting on your first date, you just met. Hi, I'm Kathy. Uh, how much money do you make? Maybe not quite that, that soon. But don't be afraid as you get into the relationship and you start to think, hey, this is going to be long term. You have the conversations about, are we going to be together for a long time? Do you think we're going to get married where this is going? And then you transition into, you know what? We just, you know, we both want to get married. We both want to be together. We should, maybe we should talk about how this is going to look financially. You know, you own a house, I own a house. Um, where would we live? Uh, how, you know, which are, are we going to stay in each, which house are we going to stay in? Um, 
what, what are our goals? Like, when do you want to retire? You want to retire at 65? I never want to retire. Or you want to retire at 55? I want to retire at 65. There's 10 years that we're going to have a difference in working and days, you know, our day schedules. So these are the questions you're going to ask yourself and ask each other. And there's nothing wrong with setting down and saying, sitting down and saying, Hey, you know what? Let's just kind of have a conversation about this and, and figure out our finances, like where we're going to go, what we're going to do. So we're going to both retire. We want to travel. That's great. Um, are we going to, do you think we're going to downsize and yeah, probably will. Okay, great. How much money do we need to retire? Then we can start looking at a planning of financial future. And that would be something where, okay, we need to have X amount of dollars and we back engineer. We need to start saving X amount of dollars uh, every month. And this is how we do it. So there's conversations that you can have. What about life insurance? You know, do you have life insurance? Do I have life insurance? Do we need life insurance on each other? How do we insure the mortgage if we buy a house? There's all kinds of questions that we want to have. And we want to do it efficiently and not just financially efficient. We want to do it tax efficiently. And uh, like I've always said, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to. And you can enlist the help of somebody in my area uh, of the world, in my profession, where you can go meet with a financial advisor, sit down with somebody and help them, let them help you navigate through all this. Uh, Make it somebody that you're comfortable with and that you feel like they have your best interest. So there's a couple ways that we can do this couple's financing. We can do it where we combine all our finances into one pot and what's yours is mine, what's mine is ours and ours is, you know, all goes together in this one big melting pot. There's one way to do it. Um, When we, this scenario, we have a joint account and all our income gets deposited in there, all our expenses come out of there um, and it's totally, totally joint. So we see how much we spend on groceries and and we do, uh, we track our cash and, you know, a budget of sorts to say, you know what, this is how much we're spending on cash or groceries. This is how much we're spending on car insurance. This is how much we're spending on utilities and rent or mortgage, whichever the case is. Um, so it doesn't matter in this case how much each person makes. So if I make twice as much money as my husband, it doesn't matter because it's all going into one pot. We're only seeing it as one lump sum of money. So that's option A. Option B uh, is we can do it jointly. So I keep my account, he keeps his account, and we decide how we're going to pay the bills. So is it where I pay 50% and he pays 50% of the mortgage? Or if I'm making twice as much money as him, do I pay two thirds and he pays one third? What's the proportion that we're gonna do? Are we gonna split 50-50 on groceries? Are we going to do the same thing with utilities where I pay more and he pays uh, less because we're doing it in proportion to whatever our income is? So we can do it jointly. The other way is a hybrid where we can do um, some together and some separate. So we take our accounts and we put everything together that, that is for the total household. So utilities, insurance, car payments, car insurance, um, taxes, like property taxes, all that stuff goes into our, our joint account. And then we each have separate accounts. And in those separate accounts, we allocate a certain amount so that each month I can blow whatever I want on whatever I want to buy. And he's never going to see or see it or care about it. And he can do the same thing. And I'm never going to see it or care about it. That's one option. Now, keep in mind, you can't see each other's accounts. So unless you share that with each other, that is going to be separate. So it depends on 
how your relationship is structured and how you're comfortable. So that is, those are three ways that you can do it. Now, here's the one thing that I do know is honesty is essential. Honesty about money is essential in a marriage. Honesty is essential in a marriage, period. But honesty about money and people sometimes get afraid to be honest about money. And once you're married and once you're in a long-term committed relationship, whether it's by law of the country or province or state that you're in or by common law or whatever the case, it is important that you're able to trust each other when it comes to money. Uh, Now, you can manage it. Like I said, you can do it separately um, and you can do it jointly. There's pros and cons to each of them, which I'm going to talk to you about after the next break. Because like I said at the beginning, not one is right over the other. Not one is wrong more than another. So the only thing that I know is true is money can be difficult to bring up. <clears throat> and honesty is crucial. So we need to make sure that that's in our formula for talking to each other. We're going to take our second break of the night. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm taking mine early, apparently. No, we're up to our second break of the night. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'll see you soon. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. 
Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we are talking about couples' money, uh, either separately or jointly, depending on how you have it structured or how you prefer it. Uh, Like I mentioned, there's no right or wrong answer. It's whatever you're comfortable with and whatever works. But the key is going to be honesty here, and we have to trust each other. So whether or not we decide we're going to go with separate accounts or we're going to go with two joint accounts or we're going to have uh, our two separate accounts and one joint account or one joint account with two separate accounts, whatever the option we we decided with, we also have to be honest with each other. Uh, We have to be able to share and talk about money. That doesn't mean that we just go set up our accounts and then off you go. There's always going to be an evolving conversation. Things change. Children can come along. Um, pets come along. Who's paying for that? Who's who's staying home with them? Are we staying? Is somebody staying home? Are we hiring a nanny? Uh, when do the kids go to daycare? How are we going to structure that? This all costs money and this is all conversation. So where they go to school, if it's private or public and how that gets paid as well. These are all things that we need to have a conversation about. The other thing I I mentioned that there's other reasons we need to talk about money because we need to know uh, whether or not I've co-signed for my brother's car payment or if I lent money to my sister. Uh, One of the rules of thumb is, and I will tell people, uh, if you're going to lend money to family, assume that that is a gift and you probably won't get it back. I know I've heard people say, oh, no, 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 my sister, my brother, whoever, will pay me back. It's possible. I hope so. That's probably the plan. Things happen. Either you don't get paid all at once, you don't get paid back at all. It takes a long time to get paid back. Whatever you consider a loan to a family member, consider it also a gift. That is something to keep in mind when lending money. Because when you're doing your own financial planning, and you're relying on that $1,000 that you lent to a sibling or a cousin or whoever the case is, it is very, very hard to rely on that to get it back because I can tell you, I have seen it a lot of times, it is very hard to ask for money. And when they don't have it and you can't get it back, it causes some bad feelings. So consider it a gift if that's what you're going to get into lending money to family. Uh, The other thing you wanna know is Uh, Do you have a repayment plan with the parents for education? Is there a loan that you have with one parent or the other parent? Uh, Is there something that um, anything that's outstanding from your past? You should know whether or not one of you has had a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, because that is going to come up when you go to buy a house or buy a car or buy a motorhome or finance anything, get a loan or a line of credit. That's going to come up. You need to know this. Um, the other thing that you should probably talk about, which sometimes is a little bit less straightforward because it's not just a dollar number, but how, what is your feeling about money and what's your thoughts and your beliefs around money? Because some people have a lot of fear, which is a hundred percent where the book came from. Everyone's fear of money and talking about it, uh, versus other people who have, uh, an abundance where they, they just believe that they can attract money and, And I always believe that there's lots of money out there and it's just a case of whether or not you want to access it. There's a, there's just trillions and trillions of dollars out there in the world. And how do you want to attract it to yourself? Uh, These are conversations that, that would be important to have as well. So let's talk about money. 
That is the first thing that we want to do as a couple. We want to talk about money. We want to talk about all those things I just mentioned. You want to lay your cards all on the table and you want to share with them uh, how you feel about money. You want to share where your status is with money. This is no different. You wouldn't likely get married without having a conversation about whether or not you want to have children. And having children is a, a huge topic. And uh, the way you spend your money is also a very, very huge topic. So the one thing that I do know is the saying is, uh, we are as sick as our secrets. And that is very, very true. So whatever we have hidden that we need help with is the thing that's going to cause us the most stress. And you have to share it. So if you can't be open and honest about money in a relationship, then I think you should consider that a red flag. That is a problem. If you can't have an open conversation with your partner about money, that is definitely a problem. Um, the next step after, now let's say we've opened up the communication, we're having talks about money, we're gonna develop a common vision. And what does that mean? That is, what, here's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about purchasing a home, we're gonna talk about having kids, how we're gonna raise them, we're going to talk about are we how we're going to educate the kids. Are they going to be uh, homeschooled? Are they going to be private schooled? Are they going to be public schooled? When are we going to do this? We're going to talk about saving and investing for retirement. Some people, and I know couples that that don't believe they need to save money, that they're going to have a pension and that's going to look after them and they don't need life insurance. And maybe they're right, but Let's talk about it and make sure we've worked it out. We want to talk about insurance. Do we have insurance needs? Do we want life insurance? What do we want it to look like when we're not here? And I, I'll tell you, the best time to get life insurance is right now because you're not younger, any younger than you are today. The younger you are, the better the premium. The better your health, the better your premium. We want to talk about estate planning. We want to say, what's our estate going to look like? Where is it going to go? Are we going to leave money to the children? Are, if we're not having children, do we want to leave it to a charity? Is there a charity that we really like? Do we want to name a building after ourselves? Is that what we want? We want to leave a million dollars to the hospital and have a name erected in our name, in our honor. Uh, is that something that we want to do? What's our travel and lifestyle going to be like? That is the common vision. We are going to work together to develop. Okay, great. We all are going in the same direction. Me as the advisor now knows how you're how you're viewing your life and you as the couple are on the same page to say, hey, it's exactly how we want to do it. Now, don't assume that either one of you knows what the other wants because there's a very good chance that one person's thinking something that they assume you're thinking and then they're surprised when you're, when you're like, oh, I, you don't want to travel or you only want to travel within the country you live in and not off the country, out of the country you're in. I've, there's a lot of different ways to be surprised by stuff that you thought you knew. So just be clear, clear on it. What's the next thing we're going to do? We are going to make sure we know what all the expenses are. No secrets, no surprises, no judgment. Let's just lay all our cards on the table. Everything. Because you rather... It is so much easier. And I'm going to tell you from an advisor side, from a bookkeeper side, from a financial strategy point of view, from the person who does cash flow for businesses, I am going to tell you it is significantly easier to deal with all the things that you're afraid to deal with 
now and lay them all out on the table than it is to be surprised down the road that, oh my gosh, you co-signed for your cousin who's notoriously not good with money and it got repossessed and now you have to come up to pay off this car loan or it's going to affect your credit. It is so much easier to deal with it right now and say, well, I co-signed for my cousin. My cousin's kind of financially not great, um, but I'm hoping that he'll be able to, you know, get through the car lease, but we have to keep that in mind. Um, I have a student loan or I have some old credit card debt that I kind of got carried away with or whatever the case is, lay it all out right now. This is where we want to know the expenses. We want to know everything, what's owing. Then what we're going to do is we're going to set up a money management strategy. And that is going to be very simple based on whatever the common goals are whatever expenses are owing and how we're going to put it together. So we've decided in this, for example, we're going to pool all our money into one account. Okay, well, great. Then now we're going to figure out how we're going to pay for everything, how we're going to set up the expenses. We're going to make sure we know what they all are every month and how we're going to manage the bank accounts, who's going to do what part. So the phone bill didn't get paid. Well, I thought you were doing it. No, no, I thought you were doing it. No, we're going to know who's doing it. And we're going to have, we're going to make sure that both of us have access to things and we know where everything is, because I can tell you again, one of the things I've seen and I, I just recently, somebody passes away. Guess what? The family doesn't know where the life insurance is. They don't know where the will is. They don't know where, whether they had a will, they, they had one, but they don't know if it's updated and where is it? And then they don't know where all the investments are. They don't know who their advisor is. They don't have a, a one central place where they have a list of everything. They don't know if there's life insurance. They don't know passwords to accounts. Uh, it makes an uncomfortable and sad time really a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to each other. Don't do it to your family. It's so easy to have it nice and tidy that you can do that. So then what we're going to do is we are going to make sure since we're working together that we each have equal access to and control of the account. So it's not just me that's going to be able to log in and see it. So is my husband. So your partner can log in and see it and they can say, oh, well, what is this $500 that came out of the, the account? Oh, that was for such and such. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So everybody's understanding what's happening in the finances. And that is really, really important. Then guess what? From there, we just slide right into setting up an estate plan. And from that, we say, okay. Um, and I, I totally understand this. And I, and I realize that it's easy when you take the emotion out of it and you just look at the dollars and cents, that it's so much easier to do. But a lot of time, the emotion slides in there and nobody wants to think of their, their partner, their spouse is, is dying, but we know what's, what's a guarantee in life is death and taxes. So in this case, we're just going to look at it from a practical point of view. Okay. And hopefully this isn't for a long time. We don't want you going anywhere anytime soon, but we want to make sure that we're on the same track and making sure everything's all up to date. So what are the simple steps that we're going to do for estate planning? We're going to make sure our beneficiaries are updated on our accounts. So we just got married. We want to make sure that each other is the beneficiary, not our parent or sibling or a past boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever it was or ex-wife or ex-husband. So this includes our retirement accounts. It includes our individual bank accounts. It includes your investments, your insurances, 
policies, so forth. You want to check your property deed or you want to check your leases for each partner's rights. How is it set up? Um, where do each of us sit on it? Uh, we want to appoint a power of attorney. So we have, we need a power of attorney for finances and we need a healthcare directive for medical. So if something happens to you, who's going to make those decisions? That goes hand in hand with having a will. Make sure your will's up to date. If this is a second marriage and there was a spouse before, well, you want to make sure that the will doesn't say that's my power of attorney or that's my executor. Make sure your will's up to date. Uh, if there's a if you if you have children or you're just starting to have a family, um, make sure you talk about who the guardian's going to be for the kids. Well, if something ever happens to us, who's going to take my kids? Uh, if you leave it up to the state, and this is the part that uh, I have to say is the most concerning for me is people who don't have a will, there's no reason not to have a will. I have to tell you, there's no reason not to have a will. It's a, a living document. It's easy to do. It can be very uncomplicated. Have a will and make sure, especially if you have young children, minor children, that there is a, there is a provision in there that says, if something happens to us, my sister is appointed as the guardian to the children. Because if you leave it up to the state, these poor kids are going to be traumatized enough if they lose their parents, let alone be thrown into a system where they're in a foster care or who's going to, where are they going to go for the night? Or you have grandparents on both sides fighting custody over them or a sibling or whoever. Do yourself and your family a favor. Make sure you have all that in place. And then you get into arguments over what happens to the money. And then there's going to be a trust for the children, but make sure that if that's what you want, that's in writing, put it in writing. And if you need to set up a trust fund, or uh, if you need to put a trustee in place that they're in charge of your money because you have minor children, do it, make sure it gets done. So these are things that there's very simple steps to put your money in place, put your conversations in place. And ironically enough, I find that people who prolong this topic or are afraid of this topic and they've avoided this topic, they find that once they start opening up this communication, not only does it take the stress away and not only does it help you financially because now you guys are working together on a plan, it actually brings you closer together because you're working together on something very serious, very um very important for your family and, and for your future. And it, it actually brings you closer together because now you're planning for your future and you're putting the wheels in motion to actually bring it to fruition. So I, I find that the, when you fight about money, it's because you're not talking about it. But when you start to talk about it, you actually get closer together. So it's actually good for the relationship to talk about money. Uh, we're going to take our last break of the night. And then when we come back, I'll just have some final thoughts on it. Uh, we'll I'll share with you um, a couple things that uh, I think you should also consider with your financial situation. Uh, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. 
listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we've been talking about couples' finances and working together with the money that you bring in as a couple. And either you are already married or you're getting married or you're thinking about getting married. And the conversation isn't just about where to get married and what color your flowers are going to be. But we also need to talk about the future. We need to look at our money. And one of the things that I think is important is make it fun. This is something that you're putting together for your future. It can be fun. Money can be fun. Spending money, you have fun spending it. You have fun when you go on vacation and you have fun when you go out for dinner. You have fun when you buy a house. You have fun when you decorate the house or buy furniture. Um, you may not ha- always have fun going grocery shopping. I Some people do. I enjoy grocery shopping. Um, but you, you certainly are grateful with the uh, ability to be able to go grocery shopping, I'm sure. So have fun with it. Talk about, okay, we're going to get this together. We're going to get our will done. We're going to get our powers of attorney, make sure our healthcare directive. Let's get all that done right away. And then we'll go for dinner. It'll be a little reward. Give yourself little rewards. They don't have to be huge. They don't have to be significant. Um, maybe your reward is we'll have a date night. We'll watch a movie and order pizza. Whatever it is that you like to do for entertainment that's what you should do. Or you know what, let's put this together. Let's, let's work on our estate plan or let's go and interview advisors and see if we want to work with an advisor because let's put some of the work on them. You know, maybe you don't want to handle it all yourself. And maybe you've agreed that I'm okay understanding it, but I really don't want to be the one figuring out whether we need RSPs or TFSA or RESPs and how does all that work or 401ks and you know, Roth IRAs, what's the difference? Maybe this is something where we just want to talk to somebody, they explain it to us, we say, yes, do it, and they do it. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine too. Then go ahead and do that. Um, I just want to remind everybody, start the conversation. And the conversation is ongoing. And the beauty of it is, once you guys are comfortable talking to each other about it, you're going to find it really easy to talk to your kids about it. And that is one of the things that I think is so important. Then we're educating the next generation. And the next generation is going to be that much smarter and that much more equipped and that much happier because they don't have to have that stress of that weird stigma where we don't talk about money. So let's start the conversation. Let's share the conversation. Uh, And we don't have to be wild and crazy and share everything with everybody. We just share everything with each other. And we work together. And when we need help, we ask for help. And when we have a question, we get a, get an answer. And if you don't know what you're doing or you don't, you made a mistake or you accidentally overpaid your gas bill or your hydro bill, that's okay. Let's refigure out where the cash flow is going to be that month and carry on. It happens all the time. And the beauty of it is the people who are, are significantly more successful, I find, are the ones that talk about their money and they talk about their finances however you set it up. 
whether you set it up, like I mentioned, with the joint account, the individual accounts, or a combination of, however you do it, that is where I see a lot of the success with people. So just keep that in mind. Um, I always find, uh, if you ever watch Ellen, and I, and I confess I don't um, usually because I'm at work and I don't get a chance to see her and I don't remember because I don't have cable. And anyway, um, I do know that she always says to be kind to each other. And I think that is very, very important to be kind to each other. And she's 100% right. So if we can do that and treat each other with respect when we're talking about money and and even if we've made mistakes in the past and we have some, you know, oopses along the way with our finances, don't hold that against each other. Make sure you work together and say, hey, I get it. You overspent, you went to college, university, whatever. You had a little bit too much fun and now we got to pay that off or you went through a divorce and I get it. Those things happen. And the financial part of it is not quite as tidy. So let's us going forward, figure that out. Um, that is my take on couples and money. Make the decision, put the plan in place and work together every time, all the time for your future. And if you want the help of a professional, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. There is no right or wrong answer with that either. Um, but what I would say is start the conversation and make sure if you're already married, start the conversation. And if you've been married a long time, start the conversation. You need to know what your plans are and you need to know where everything is. Uh, join us next week again on financially speaking, we'll be here. I have a wonderful, wonderful co-host that I brought on and she gives a very great youth perspective. And Ashley Quinn Hogan is going to be sharing on the youth perspective side and she will be uh, regular every quarter with us. And she is spectacular at understanding money at such a young age. And she's very disciplined and she's very willing to share that with a lot of people her age. And it's not even just about being her age. She's willing to share that. And the stuff that she shares helps people of all ages. And uh, the beauty of it is that she's doing it at such a young age that she's able to um, really help people from a point of view where they haven't had the opportunity to do something, but you can see when it's somebody in their, their young years, early twenties, uh, that she's able to do it herself and she's able to ask the right questions and, and, and just ask for help. I mean, she's not afraid to just ask for help. So Ashley's going to be back next week and she's going to be sharing more with the, a youth perspective. So I hope you'll join us then and join us every Monday on financially speaking on the inspired choices network. And don't forget to download our new app and check out the rest of the hosts on the inspired choices. Network. Thank you for choosing to listen to financially speaking radio show. Kathy cook noble will return next Monday at 4 PM Eastern standard time, 3 PM central 2 PM mountain and 1 PM Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.